Life Audio. Christian Parent Crazy World with Katherine Seegers is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Welcome to Christian Parent Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world. I am your host, Katherine Seegers, and in today's episode, we will tackle this incredibly difficult question. How can a marriage heal and rebuild after infidelity, the betrayal of an affair? My special guests again today are Josh and Katie Walters, authors of the brand new book, New Marriage, Same Couple. Josh and Katie's relationship was rocked to the core from an affair that nearly destroyed their marriage. But our God is in the business of reviving things that are dead. Today, we're going to talk about how God healed each of them individually and piece by piece put their marriage back together. That's the plan for this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World. So let's get started. In the past decade, the Action Bible has helped millions of kids across the world better understand the stories of the Bible. Through vivid illustrations and fast-paced stories, children have engaged in God's Word like never before. Now in 2024, there is a new edition, the Faith in Action Edition with enhanced features. The Action Bible Faith in Action Edition has a new color design, 230 Bible stories and digital resources that will help kids grow in the knowledge of God's Word. These resources include hundreds of devotionals, prayers, timelines, maps, Bible facts, teaching videos, activities, and more. Additionally, kids will learn about seven major themes of the Bible. These themes include courage, faith, hope, love, service, trust, and wisdom. The Faith in Action Edition is the most complete illustrated Bible for kids. You can purchase your copy today of the Action Bible Faith in Action Edition at Sam's Club, Barnes & Noble, ChristianBook.com, or wherever books are sold. In a recent survey, parents reported that 52% of homeschooled children need learning accommodations. These parents need practical advice, encouragement, and hope to fuel their homeschooling efforts. The Empowering Homeschool Conversations podcast is where parents gain wisdom on how to teach unique learners successfully at home, like Laura, who recently told us, I needed this episode. I don't need a fancy curriculum or need to be a special ed teacher to teach my son. You have given me hope. To listen now, go to Life Audio or search Empowering Homeschool Conversations on your favorite podcast app. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on whatever app you're listening on, moms and dads, to make sure that you don't miss a single episode. That will really help out the show as well. And please consider leaving a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That will help us out as well. So if you missed last week's episode with Josh and Katie, I highly recommend listening to that First, to refresh your memory, Josh serves on staff at Seacoast Church in Charleston, South Carolina, as the executive pastor for Seacoast Experience. Katie is the CEO of Francis and Benedict, an exquisite fashion line with an awesome missions focus. Their beautiful creations are made by single moms and widows in Togo, Africa. 
Both Josh and Katie have master's degrees in counseling, and they have a brand new book out, fresh off the press, called New Marriage, Same Couple. I want to do a quick review for you because the four principles they shared in last week's episode are foundational for our conversation today. We discussed four mindsets that every married couple needs to have in order to thrive in their marriage. And as you can tell, Josh and Katie are experiencing the marital bliss that we all long for. So if we want our marriage to thrive, we must Stay. That is an acronym that stands for S. Start with me because, you know, the only person you can control is yourself. T. Take leaving off the table. We quit far too early in our relationships. God doesn't quit on us. So we must resolve not to quit on our spouse. And let me just add here, this is not talking about any kind of relationship where abuse is involved, just to be clear. Next, We've got to, A, allow others to be a part of the story. You know, I I was struck by how both Josh and Katie gave credit not to the professionals they sought out to help them rebuild their relationship. Rather, it was their church family, their small group and other couples, many of whom had not walked down this road of betrayal and infidelity before. But that is who helped them rebuild their marriage. And I want to add here, the same thing happened when the Lord healed me from a 17-year bout with clinical depression. It wasn't my psychiatrist or my psychologist or my Christian counselor who walked me through that. It was a group of women in a Bible study who walked alongside me in my darkest Hours. So get plugged into a church and into a small group or a Sunday school class and be transparent, allowing others to walk with you on this journey. That is where healing is experienced in the body of Christ. And finally, why? I love this one. Yield to vision. God has a vision for what he wants to do in your life and in your marriage and in your family. Ask him about that vision. As you earnestly seek the Lord, he will reveal that vision to you. Now, today, Josh and Katie are going to get really raw and share how God healed each of them from the devastation that this affair caused. Now, Josh is obviously speaking from the perspective of the one who was betrayed. And I just I love the compassion that the Lord helped him to find in this situation. And then Katie is speaking as someone who was experiencing such heartache and shame over what she had done. What the Lord spoke to her in her darkest moments is a message that we all need to hear. So with that, let's jump right in. I wanted to dig into a couple of these pieces. I love this advice that you gave on page 26, Josh. And this is good for parenting or for your marriage or for whatever. Remember that what they do is not who they are. Mm. Oh my gosh. I was like, that was so good. And you, you had talked, I, what I loved, you were both so raw and real throughout the book. You're, you're wrestling with this, with movie reels playing in your head with what happened and trying to get victory over that. And coming to that place, how did God walk you through that, Josh? How did he walk you through that place where you began? And because we all need to do that, because that's how God views us. He does not look at 
at me and see me with my sin. He sees me redeemed. He sees me as walking whole. And and this is so important in our parenting, too, because you're going to have at some point, whether it's in your marriage with your spouse and that's all your spouse is always going to disappoint you somewhere, maybe perhaps in a big way. But your kids also in your parenting, they're going to come to you with some sort of a confession and you're going to be so tempted to see your child through the lens of what they did yeah, or even what they're continuing to do. Right. Because you may have a child who goes through a season where they're just not walking with the Lord and what they continue to do. We have to get our eyes off of the behavior and look at them through their identity and through their value that they are the Omago Day. They are the image of God, even if they're not walking in that right yeah. now. So talk about how that process kind of shifted you in your journey to help you in forgiveness and get victory in your thought life, Josh. Yeah, I would say, and I, I say this to a lot of people, which I think in some way they would expect from a pastor. But what was unique for us in that season is we had after all of this came to light, we moved to Charleston, didn't know anyone here. Katie was the first one to get a job. So I was staying home with our two girls and a newborn. We only had one car. I wasn't really able to get out and network. And so I I like the only way I could get through the day was nine o'clock and one o'clock. Nine o'clock, the kids had like a TV rest. I would put on a movie <laughs> and uh, then one o'clock they'd have a sleep rest. And Katie was like, Hey, listen, the kids aren't supposed to have two rests a day. And it was like, well, you're not home so, <laughs> while I'm here. You know? And so for, for those two, like hour, hour and a half chunks, I was in the word. I wasn't a journaler really, but I was journaling all my feelings, thoughts. And so I would just say, man, for us in that season, desperation was a gift mm-hmm. because even for somebody that talked about God all the time and and led people to him, like there was, there had never been a season where I needed him so badly. And so Mm -hmm. really the principle and language all came from just words from him in quiet time. So I would just say, if you're in a great season and want to grow or a desperate season, as much as you can break your norm and go after him, like you never have before, because he will, he does not want you to have a mediocre Mm. marriage. And whatever season you you find yourself. So for us in that season, there was one day in particular, he just kind of gave me this picture of one of us stubbing our toe at night, like getting up out of bed. And if your spouse was getting up and going to get a drink of water or whatever and stubbed their toe, screamed and woke you up, you wouldn't be like, be quiet. Right. Stupid. I'm sleeping. You know, yeah. you'd wake up with compassion. I'm so sorry. Are you OK? Oh, my gosh. You know, because the room was dark. They didn't see what they were doing. And the reality of that, that season is that man, Katie, just by way of an uncontrolled thought life and compromise had found herself in a dark place and made awful decisions. And if we're not careful (laughs) in any one of those seasons, we can point the finger to say, look at what you've done. Mm -hmm. Look at who you've become. Look at what you are. You know, when the reality of that season, Katie was feeling more shame and pain than I could ever put on her. And as much as I was hurting, the primary role that I needed to be leading us in in that time was reminding her of who she is. Like, this is not Mm. the woman God created you to be. This is not who you are. Mm. Kind of calling her up out of what she was in. And so the passage that God used to make this, you know, because you can tell yourself that and you can try to hype yourself up that, with a kid, with your spouse, like this isn't who they are. This isn't who they are, but all the emotions of 
of pain, anger, whatever it is, just come back and feel like you can't control them. But the verse of Jesus on the cross, like after he had been mocked and crucified and beaten, when all authority on heaven and earth has been given to him, when he could have called down armies of angels to have vengeance and repay for the pain and evil that had been done to him. Like his prayer was father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Mm. And it was just that picture. It's like, man, in my flesh, anytime I'm wronged or hurt, I'm like, they know dang well what they did. Mm-hmm. Like they called me names. They hurt me. They broke trust. They took advantage of me, you know, and for Jesus, they knew exactly you. He could have said they, they know exactly what they were doing, mm-hmm. but just the reality of being in a dark place and not, not seeing and knowing who he is, what he came for, or the the reality of their actions. And so in a lot of ways, it just helped me separate the personal nature of the pain I was feeling to remember that like, man, God created her with a purpose in mind in his image. Her name, Catherine, means pure at heart. And the nature of what she had done was just so not that. And so it was just a time for me to get that word from God, which came purely out of the desperate pursuit of him, but then also kind of gave me purpose of not blaming and attacking her, but really painting a new picture of like, this is not who you are, who we made Mm -hmm. you to be. We're all going to have to do that with some in our parenting with our spouse, probably in Mm -hmm. some way. Yeah. yeah, you know, as saintly as my husband is, there I can remember one instance where something happened, and I'm like, "That is just not like you," you know, and and that's <laughs> yeah. that's amazing. Katie, you had this this quote on page sixty two. I absolutely loved because you really struggled. First of all, what I loved in the book is that you were just honest. This was you confessed to it, and yet that it was hard to break that tie because you had made a soul tie that you shouldn't have. And then you talked about, I love this on page 62, you said, I believe the enemy's greatest, because you were having trouble believing that you could have the marriage that you clearly do now, where you had the affection, you had the love. Granted, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't going to be the old 18-year-old, 20-year-old Katie and Josh who wrote silly little names for each other. Okay. You know, it's not, it wasn't going back there. You had a hard time envisioning that, but I love this because this applies to so many areas of our lives, no matter what we're struggling with. You said, I believe the enemy's greatest temptation is for us to believe that Jesus is not trustworthy, that we can't count on him, that he doesn't want what's best for you, that he will abandon us. But all of those are lies from the pit of hell. Amen. Jesus never leaves. Let that Mm. sink in, even on your worst day, when you have run the farthest from him, he will not leave you. And then I think in the chapter that was my absolute favorite chapter, you talk about Jesus is kinder than any Christian, you know, and you talk about the perception and the, the kind of reaction you got from people around you. And by the way, I had some pretty big righteous indignation for the way you guys, you were, I was really impressed. I thought they were very constrained in the way they dealt with the former church because you were fired, Josh, and then you were told never to come back, Katie. I'm like, is not, is the church not in the business of rehabilitating people? I, I was kind of shocked by that. And you dealt with it very kindly in the book, but you talked about that a little bit and where God met you and spoke those words to you when you were having all of those months of of just self-condemnation. 
So talk to us a little bit about that process and what the Lord spoke to you that just transformed everything. In the past decade, the Action Bible has helped millions of kids across the world better understand the stories of the Bible. Through vivid illustrations and fast-paced stories, children have engaged in God's Word like never before. Now in 2024, there is a new edition, the Faith in Action Edition with enhanced features. The Action Bible Faith in Action Edition has a new color design, 230 Bible stories and digital resources that will help kids grow in the knowledge of God's Word. These resources include hundreds of devotionals, prayers, timelines, maps, Bible facts, teaching videos, activities, and more. Additionally, kids will learn about seven major themes of the Bible. These themes include courage, faith, hope, love, service, trust, and wisdom. The Faith in Action Edition is the most complete illustrated Bible for kids. You can purchase your copy today of the Action Bible Faith in Action Edition at Sam's Club, Barnes & Noble, ChristianBook.com, or wherever books are sold. Jesus wants our fears to launch us toward faith. Then he grins and says, Do you trust me? Because together we can do this. With Mornings with Jesus, you can start your day in a positive way. Find hope through inspirational stories and scripture. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Mornings with Jesus. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com. Yeah, it was in the dark of the night, the worst night. You know, I was filled with such shame. And that shame wants to kill. Yes. It it doesn't want to just separate you and your marriage. The enemy is after our life, not just, you know, our abundant life, but our actual life. And it was such a dark, dark night of the soul. And more information had come out that I hadn't confessed to Josh that he found out about. And I was just remember I was filled with such shame. And I was laying there in the dark of the night and I looked over, saw my Bible. I grabbed my Bible and I started to hear God's voice. And I really heard him say, you know, Catherine, I love you. I have plans for your life. I knew this was going to happen and I still love you. I could not believe it. I was shocked that God was speaking to me in the depravity, you know, of my sin and my shame. And it was in that night when I heard his voice of love that it really started to change me because I thought, okay, if this God who created me, who sees me on my worst day still loves me, then why am I hiding from all these other people? Mm. Why am I putting on all these masks and this pretension? Why am I so full of shame myself when Josh knows what I've done? Jesus knows what I've done and he still loves me, you know, and maybe he is trustworthy with me. Maybe I can count on him more than I can count on me and my own thoughts, my own desires. And that level of trust that was given to him during the worst times of our life and marriage has changed my entire life. Because even when we talked about parenting, you know, before we were getting on the podcast and we were both saying that our last two kids were just an act of obedience. We, you know, had so many fears, but I I really knew, okay, Jesus, if you're calling me to this, I can trust you that you know better than me. I could have never dreamed that those last two kids would be the joy of our days. Yes. You know, you don't foresee the joy. Oftentimes you just 
see all your fears, right. all your pain. And the same is true in the, in the worst parts of your marriage. All you can see is all you can see. So when you have the perspective of this person is not out, you know, for my benefit or there, we're never going to have this love that we once had, you know, all you can see is all the pain and fears and and you're very short-sighted. So it does take that trusting God that Mm. he, he is the one who authors your life. He's the one that created your soul and that he is trustworthy. He is, I, I believe that Jesus can handle me better than I can handle me. I truly believe that. And that his plans are better for me, you know, than my own plans. But sometimes it takes facing those in the worst storms of our life to produce that endurance, that perseverance, that character, which is why I think he says, you know, that we are to rejoice in our sufferings. It's why you wouldn't go back and trade it, you know, because you realize like, wow, it was really in those sufferings that I learned your love in a new way. That is the craziest. You hear or see people go through something awful and and say something like, I wouldn't change it if I could. And like having not walked through it yourself, you think like, well, what's wrong with you? Because that's awful. Right. Like I would, <laughs> I would change uh-huh. it. But it's like, man, we would never. I don't think we could have in our own skill and hustle, like built the marriage we had today. Yeah. I don't think I could have become the, the man I am today. Like it took, yeah. man, a, a broken, dark season. So, yeah, I wouldn't. It's easy to despise it when you're in it. But. On the other side of it, seeing the goodness of God and knowing, mm-hmm. man, he does not want you in pain and misery. Like it's for a purpose. And if you'll hold fast, he'll he'll walk you through it. So that is so true. And I I've, I have a little experience of that myself in terms of the I, and I was going to say something to that effect. Looking at your marriage now, it never would be it would not be where it is today. The strength, the magnitude of it and the redemption of it and and the the plunder, praise God, that you're taking with you because of all of these other marriages that you're helping, right? Because the enemy wanted to destroy your marriage. Instead, God restored it. And now what is he doing through that testimony? You're getting the plunder from Egypt, man. You're just taking it with you. And that's what the same thing happened to me similarly in one situation where I went through something tragic. We were talking before the show about Seegers four and five, they were not on my radar. The Lord started speaking to me about that. So we had Seegers four, our son Weston, but then I had all these dreams of this little girl and we had a miscarriage on Thanksgiving day, literally right during Thanksgiving dinner, I started to have a miscarriage of our fifth child Wow! and we lost that little one. We named her hope, but it was through that the Lord told me when I was at my lowest point, it was over that weekend of Advent Sunday. I woke up on that Sunday and I just had this word reverberating in my spirit, hope, hope, hope. And I told my husband we needed to name the child that we lost hope. And then later that day, I realized it was Advent Sunday, the Sunday of hope. And the Lord spoke uh. to me. I know it was amazing the way he wrote this story. He spoke to me so clearly. He said, I have promised you this child, but you are going to have to fight for her. You were going to have to fight for. So we did. We started praying every single day. Like I had this pamphlet, like five, six pages of scripture. We prayed over my body every single day. Wow. wow. We were early in that pregnancy. We we're very early. And then we prayed for, it was close to eight months. We had a due date of hope. The day, I kid you not, I could not write this story. The day hope was due. We found out we were expecting Evangeline Faith. 
Oh my god! I know it's incredible, and it's 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 much bigger than that. The whole story—that's another book that I'm going to write as well. <laughs> but it's Yay. it's incredible, and the Lord led me through all of these steps to find redemption. And there's these steps that you can go to to redeem something that the enemy has stolen from you, because that you know your life first. You were talking about the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy, but he has come to give us life abundantly. My life verse has been Romans four seventeen. He is the God who brings life from the dead. And he calls things that are not as though they were. And he took what was dead in your marriage. And he said, "Uh uh-uh, that is not dead. It's coming back to life. He took what was dead in my womb. And he said, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, that is not dead. It's coming back to life. He can take what is dead in your relationship, mom and dad, moms and dad. And he can say, no, it's not dead. It's coming back to life. He can take what is dead in your children. If you're walking through a painful season with a child who's not walking with the Lord, he can say, no. He doesn't see it that way. It's coming back to life. And I look back at that season. It was horrible. It was some of the most excruciating pain physically and mentally and spiritually I've ever experienced. It was the loss of something God had promised me. And a marriage is a promise from the Lord, right? Yeah. It was that loss. And yet God said, no, I'm turning Mm. that around. And you're right. I would not change it. I would not change it because what it did in me and my faith, what it did in my marriage, man, the intimacy and the strength that it brought. My husband and I are going through a pretty rough season in parenting and we know what to do because we've been there before because we know how to pray the word of God and say something, some life is going to come from this dead place. I am not accepted because it is. This or marriages are not the enemy's property. These are these are our heritage from the, we are servants of the Lord. So if the enemy is coming to steal this, uh-uh. Oh no, you didn't. Go before your heavenly father right. before his court heavenly courtrooms and say, No, you are not stealing my marriage. You are not stealing my kids. You are not stealing my future. You are not stealing my dreams. You are not stealing what the Lord has purposed for me. I don't That's mean right. preaching. That is right. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> so good. Listen, I love hearing you because that's my word for 2024 is authority. Amen. And I, I feel like just that, like I'm going to take that verse and I'm going to pray Romans that. Romans 417. So, yeah. Romans 417 over these marriages because I do feel like he wants us to walk in this authority. And just like you're saying, to take this authority over our families. No, you will not have my child. You will not have my marriage. This is what God has promised me. Mm-hmm. So it's incredible and it's inspiring to me listening. And I just pray for every single person listening, mm-hmm. you know, to this podcast that they would hear that as a word for them, mm-hmm. that it's so true. Just like you're saying, these are our promises and God wants us to walk in them in fullness of life, mm-hmm. you know? Hey, why don't we, I do this sometimes in the show, let's end in prayer. Why don't we do that today? And after, well, actually, before we do that, let me, why don't you tell them where they can find out more about you guys and find out about your book and, and follow you and get a copy of this book. I recommend it for everybody, but go ahead and tell them that and then we'll end in prayer. How's that sound? Yeah, that's, that's great. great. Reach us. The easiest place is probably our website, joshandkatiewalters.com. Yep. Got all the info for us for connecting, speaking, all of that kind of stuff. And then as for getting the book or audio book, you can pick that up really wherever you buy, wherever you buy books. The book also comes with a video series that's available. You can find that on our website as well. But social media. Josh Walters or Katie Walters on Instagram. But yeah, uh, yeah we'd love to. I love yeah, your Instagram totally. pages. I spent a little time over there 
I've never done like a little dance with my husband. Is that, was that, <laughs> I saw that one. That was really cool. I'm like, my husband would never do this. <laughs> I don't ever see that happen. They were all like, it's that they like it. It was so cute. <laughs> I'm like, that was so super fun. I don't know if my husband's got that going on yet. Well, maybe, maybe we'll do that in 2024. But anyway, that's right. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm following you guys and I'm so honored to have you here. And I think let's just pray over the marriages and the families that are represented here today that God's going to do something amazing in their lives. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Great. God, thank you so much for uh, for the gift of marriage. And we acknowledge the the promise that you told us that in this world, we will have trouble. Mm -hmm. And God, we repent of the many ways that culturally and personally uh, we face trouble and, and avoid it. We run from it. We would rather do something mm -hmm. that seems fun, that that feels easy. And uh, trouble just comes with uh, with pain and requires perseverance. But you mm -hmm. tell us to consider it pure joy when we face trials mm -hmm. of many kinds, because we know that the testing of our faith develops perseverance and perseverance must finish its work so that we might be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And so, God, we just we pray that maturity, completeness, not lacking anything over every marriage, over every family, uh, over any areas where maybe we've settled and we just feel like, well, this is the way it's going to be or this is the way he's going to be or she's going to be or we're going to be. God, that is not your vision. For us. May we not call it dead. Might we not settle for it as dead when you came that we might have life, fullness of life, that we might be mature and complete, not liking anything. And so mm -hmm. we speak health, we speak healing, we speak life, we speak wholeness. God, we pray that you would restore feelings, that it wouldn't just be a, mm -hmm. a commitment, that it wouldn't just be a decision to stay that feels like some religious obligation, but that it would be an epic adventure, that you would restore the fun and flirty anticipation that you would restore the excitement of him or her coming home, the looking forward to seeing each other, to freshening up the makeup, to putting on the clothes, to mm -hmm. getting out to enjoy each other, all of the feelings and mm -hmm. thoughts and behaviors that define the, the love of our youth. Might we share them again, but in a more mature vessel that's committed and surrendered to you. And so we thank you for this time, and we're we thank you, Father, that you are good. We know that for anyone that comes after you, we must believe that you exist and that you reward those who seek you. And so we just yes. pray that that reward, that incredible gift of life and maturity and completeness in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Amen. Thank you for that. Thank you so much, you guys. The word I kept hearing in my spirit is the word the Lord gave me on that Advent Sunday. It's hope, hope, hope. Mm. Yes. I have a child in heaven who I've not met, but her name is Hope. And there is hope, moms and dads, for your relationships, no matter where they are. If it's great, there's hope for it to even be better. If it is on the rocks and you're about ready to throw in a towel, there is hope. If you're single parenting out there because you've lost a spouse or perhaps you've been divorced, there is hope for you. There is hope for your future. There is Hope for your relationships with your kids. I've I've got I'm in some prayer groups where some parents they are estranged from children that they they have not spoken to in some cases years. There is hope. Yeah. Take the word of God, speak it over your yeah. life, and know that He is the God who brings life from the dead and He calls things that are not as though they were. That is who He is. That's who we serve. And God bless you. It's going to be a great year for our marriages in 2024 and for our parenting. Yeah. Thanks, Josh and Katie. Thank you, Catherine.
Coming up on CPCW, we will be digging back into those deep cultural topics that I love. We're going to be talking to Dr. Douglas Groteis about neo-Marxism and critical race theory and where does the concept of equality even come from? You know, so much of what we see happening in our culture right now can be traced back to these roots, moms and dads. And we're going to be talking about where freedom comes from with Oz Guinness. Still pinching myself over that interview. And we're going to have some conversations about how to lay the right biblical foundation for our kids in this godless culture with a very insightful pastor, DJ Harry, and so much more. So be sure to subscribe at KatherineSeekers.com so you don't miss any of these incredible conversations designed to help you be that foundational godly presence in your kids' lives. I want to thank you for joining me today. Look, I know there are a lot of things you could be listening to right now, and I really appreciate that you took this time to spend with me. I hope you will join me for my next podcast when we take aim at some aspect of our culture that threatens to derail our parenting and steal our kids' faith. If you enjoyed this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World, would you consider telling a friend and sharing it on social media and giving it a good review over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and following me on Facebook and Instagram? Oh, oh, and maybe you could say that Christian Parent Crazy World is the best podcast you've ever heard in your entire life. Uh, Just a thought. Uh, and be sure to check out my website, which is katherineseegers.com. That's Catherine with a C. I have lots of articles and resources there that will help you on your parenting journey. And if you subscribe, I will be sure to send you some really cool free stuff and notify you of future podcasts, articles, and blogs. I want to end this and every episode with a word of encouragement. God gave you Your kids, your specific kids for a reason. That's because you hold the key to unlocking who God created them to be. We'll see you next time. Christian Parent Crazy World is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Are you concerned about tensions in the Middle East? Do you wonder where we're currently at in the biblical timeline? Are we really in the last days? Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Carl Muller with the Inside the Epicenter podcast. Every week, my co-host, best-selling author Joel Rosenberg, and I answer those questions and more. You'll hear inside knowledge of our meetings with leaders at the highest levels of government in the U.S., Israel, and the Middle East, equipping you to filter the news with biblically sound insights. Find Inside the Epicenter on your favorite podcast app or go to joshuafun.com to listen and subscribe.